It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we're going to talk all about tonight's game against the Los Angeles Lakers and preview that contest, your Oklahoma City Thunder fall to one and one inside the bubble. We recapped that Denver game yesterday. Today, let's preview the Lakers game. Let's start with the game overview. You're going to be taking on the Lakers who are two and one inside the bubble. The lone loss being to the Toronto Raptors. They've locked up the number one seed by beating Utah on Monday. So it's unclear right now if AD or LeBron will play heavy minutes and, and how much they'll they'll care about these meaningless games now. I mean, for the for the Lakers, all of these games become meaningless. They've locked up that number one seed. So how much does AD play? How much does LeBron play, if if at all? Uh, I think that both these guys will play for, for the Lakers tonight. Uh, I think that they'll play uh, scrimmage minutes. So they'll play maybe like the first half, maybe 20 minutes, uh, and then uh, they'll take a seat because for the Lakers – these games no longer matter. You've locked up that number one seed. For everyone else, though, uh, these games still matter a ton. Like the Thunder are as close to getting the three seed right now, uh, even with that loss to Denver, as they are falling back and, and getting overtaken by the Mavericks and playing the Clippers in the first round. So uh, it's a very dangerous game the Thunder are playing right now. You, you can talk about home court not mattering, uh, and that's true. It does not matter what holograms are put on the court, but seeding does matter uh, in the sense of matchups, and you want to stay away from the Clippers. That that would be a, a matchup in which there is absolutely no way the Thunder win that game. Uh, there's no way the Thunder win that series against the Clippers. Uh, now, you'd also want to avoid the Nuggets matchup. After what we saw on Monday, uh, they were always going to be a team that I think you could beat, especially given the fact that I'm not believing the Nuggets in the postseason. But 
of the possible playoff matchups, that was always going to be your toughest hurdle to overcome. You really want to play, in my opinion, Utah and Houston, and you do that by moving up in the seeds and moving up by winning these seeding games. So for the Lakers, what to watch for in the in the overview period of this is just how many minutes will they play with AD and LeBron on the floor? And, and how hard are they going to go with AD and LeBron on the floor? I, I'm really interested to see what is the Lakers' philosophy going into these games. From now on, you've already locked up that one seed. What will be the philosophy? Will you be trying to rest? Or will you look at that and say, look, they've rested for four months. That They're going to need to play now, and we're going to need to solidify our playoff rotation and move forward here and go into the postseason hot. We don't want to be uh, starting and stopping uh, and risk coming out in the first round flat a little bit. Although, uh, given the way these teams are playing, fighting for the eighth seed, it wouldn't really matter if you came out flat. You should overtake uh, every single team that could possibly be in that eighth seed. But that's all for the Lakers. I mean, it, it's really just how do they look coming out of this restart? How do they look uh, after they've clinched the number one seed? Because they looked really competitive. They looked really intense in all of these games. Uh, they took the Jazz game seriously. They took the Clippers game extremely seriously. Uh, they even took the, the, the Raptors game seriously. Uh, they, they fell apart defensively. And that was the story there with Toronto. So how are they going to respond on Wednesday? Because you're coming off of a big win, and now you're moving to the Oklahoma City Thunder where this game no longer matters for the Lakers. So I want to see how they're going to balance those minutes. For the Thunder, Mike Muscala was placed into concussion protocol. So given the fact that it was not just concussion-like symptoms, they've deemed him to have a concussion and move him into protocol, I would put it at like a 0.5% chance he plays tonight, uh, really close to that 0% chance that he plays. I don't see a way in which you can go into the protocol on Tuesday and clear it for Wednesday night. But we'll see on that front. I would just say bank on Muscala not playing. Dennis Schroeder had his baby on Tuesday morning, so he was able to get back in time uh, to see the birth of his second child. Everything looks good and healthy and fine, so uh, hopefully uh, Dennis Schroeder can enjoy that with his wife. And uh, if he comes back, when he comes back, uh, the, the, the chips will fall where they may. I mean, uh, it, it, right now, like I said yesterday, uh, this is the perfect time for him to leave. Uh, at worst, if he wants to come back, at worst... He'll come back after every seeding game. There's still room for him to come back and play in seeding games, but it seems like if he wants to come back, which all indications are that he does want to come back, it seems like he will not miss any postseason, which is awesome. So congratulations to Dennis and his wife and his family uh, for welcoming in their second child. Everything looks good. A cute baby over there from uh, his wife's Instagram account. I think that he's also posted it by now. You will obviously be without Dennis Schroeder. Uh, there was no media today for the Thunder, so we don't really know the timetable on when he wants to come back. And again, uh, this is not Thunder fans pressuring him to come back. He said he wants to return to the bubble. The organization has said he wants to return to the bubble. Uh, so whenever he feels right to come back, he should come back if he wants to. And it seems like he does want to. So we'll see where he kind of slots in there. There's a few dates in here uh, where you can either make three seeding games, one seeding game, or no seeding games. But it would be highly, highly unlikely that he misses any postseason. Unless he tests positive for coronavirus, uh, he should be good to go for the postseason, which is the most encouraging thing for the Oklahoma City Thunder because they desperately need him in the postseason. So hopefully all goes well and he'll return to the team in a couple of weeks and everything will be smooth sailing for the Thunder. But for this game, you're what to watch for. Let's lead it off with Steven Adams because, again, I think that AD will play. I don't think he'll play heavy minutes, but I do think he'll play some. How does Steven Adams look defensively against AD. How does Steven Adams look against Anthony Davis? Because he looked really good 
against Rudy Gobert. Uh, both AD and Adams did. But Stephen Adams looked really good defensively against Rudy Gobert. But he looked really bad against uh, Jokic. So where is the where is he going to middle out at? Is he going to be a good defender or not in this restart? Uh, I want to see what he can do against AD because I, I still think this is going to be your second round opponent. I still think that the Thunder will slide back up and play that 4-5 game to move on to play the Lakers. So I want to see what the Thunder can do against AD, even if it's only in one half. And, and can Steven Adams prove that he can play quality defense because he got torched yesterday by Jokic. And in my opinion, they should have been playing Nerds Noel against Jokic. He proved to have better defensive minutes against Jokic yesterday. I would have liked to see Noel down that stretch portion. Uh, they didn't get to play Noel. So how does Noel look against AD as well? Uh, who is going to end up being the better big defensively? And I understand for Billy Donovan, it's a tough ask to bench Steven Adams, one of your franchise pillars at this point. But... Noel on Monday was the guy. He was the better option against Jokic. You still picked Steven Adams. What if he's the better option again tonight against AD? Are you still going to pick Steven Adams if you're Billy Donovan? And again, we don't know how much AD will play, but you would like to see Adams look closer to his Rudy Gobert uh, defensive performance than his Jokic performance. The sad part is for this game, how much can you judge anyone? If they let Anthony Davis, of all people, who's a top five player in this league, uh, you know, outperform them and, and score on them and give them buckets consistently, I don't know. And, and that's what's so tough about this matchup with the Lakers. Uh, so moving on from, from Adams, I just want to see him be competitive. I want to see him be uh, not a pushover defensively. I don't want to see him get beat every single possession. I want to see him win some battles with AD. But moving on from that topic uh, and going into Shea, I want to see how Shea bounces back because he started very slow uh, on Monday. He got in foul trouble. He couldn't get anything going offensively. He looked kind of shocked a little bit in that point guard role uh, whenever he first got in there as a point guard uh, early on in that game against Denver. And then he comes alive in the second half. He has a, a revitalization, and he is just incredible in the second half. He's the hot hand in the second half, and you would have liked to see Chris Paul defer to him late in that fourth quarter and into that overtime period. It didn't happen, but you would have liked to see Shea with the ball in his hands even more in that second half. I want to see him play a consistent and full-length game. We we kind of overlook the fact he's only a second-year player, uh, so we kind of expect a little bit too much of him in these kind of situations, but I want to see him put together a full game and settle into that point guard role because uh, it's clear that you're not going to have Dennis Schroeder this week, I don't think. I think that you're going to play at least three games without Dennis, probably even four. I don't see him being back for the Monday on the back-to-back. -back. So you're going to need to rely on Shea, Lou Dort, to be that backup ball handler. I want to see Shea balance into that, to that point guard role. I want to see how he can bounce back and if he can put a full-length game together against a, a Lakers team that struggled against point guards. Uh, there's no Avery Bradley. There's no Rajon Rondo. I, I want to see... Shea dominate this game. I really do. He looked so good against Utah. Uh, again, he couldn't settle into the game against Denver. It's over the very end, and at the very end, he came alive. I want to see him have a consistent game against the Lakers. I also want to tell you about our good friends over at MyBookie. Sports are back. I've been waiting for this day since March, and now it's here. I want to let you know that the only thing on my mind right now is my bookie. My bookie is a home run, slam dunk, triple overtime, game winning shot, all wrapped into one. I love it. You love it. And that should be all you need to hear 
in order to start betting today. My bookie has up to the minute odds on all of your favorite teams with the start of Major League Baseball right around the corner. It's never been a better time than right now to start playing. With my bookie, it's easy. You bet, you win, they pay. Feeling good about your team's chances this year? Be sure to check out my bookie's World Series future bets. Nothing shows you believe in your squad like betting on them before the season has even begun. And why stop at baseball? Smart bettors are always looking towards the future. And in this case, that means basketball, hockey, and football. My bookie is already accepting bets on your favorite NBA, NHL, and NFL games today. There's never been a better time to start exploring the world of online sports betting than right now. Join today and my bookie will match your deposit 100%. Plus, they'll toss in a free $10 MLB future wager. All you got to do is use promo code LOCKEDONNBA when signing up. Remember, at MyBookie, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, they pay. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. So another thing that I think everyone wants to watch for in this game is Andre against LeBron. How does Andre Robertson look against LeBron James? Because... You see that he has the capability to go up against wings. Uh, now, as I mentioned yesterday, I, I don't know how long he can sustain being a perimeter defender anymore, uh, given the fact he's still rehabbing for that injury and trying to get back into game shape. You saw yesterday in that first half, he was struggling and struggling to keep up with Michael Porter Jr. He didn't have that same closeout speed if he got beat with a, a pump fake or if he got beat with a ball fake. He didn't have that same closeout speed to recover, and that kind of led him to playing more of that power forward role down the stretch of that game. But then on the final possession, Billy Donovan still trusted him against a wing in Troy Daniels, who eventually took the last shot over Andre, and Andre altered it and caused it to miss heading into overtime. So it's clear that he has the trust still of Billy Donovan to be the perimeter defender. I mean, that, that, that seems to be something we can say for a fact. How much can he play against LeBron, and how effectively can he play against LeBron James? That's a big question to me. And even if it's just one or two possessions, I want to see what it looks like. Because if there is a series between Oklahoma City and the Lakers, if that is going to happen, I don't think you can play Andre against LeBron every single minute LeBron's in the game. I don't think you can play him for the majority of LeBron's minutes. But you can play him, I think, in the last two minutes, in the last three minutes against LeBron. That might work. That might be something that's doable for Andre and for this team especially if Andre can provide what he has offensively this year so far. So 
is he even competitive? Going back to that competitive word, is, is he even competitive with his matchup with LeBron? Is Steven Adams competitive with AD? And is Andre competitive with LeBron? Because look, LeBron is going to get anything he wants on this team. I mean, Lou Dort, God love him. He's an incredible defender. He's legitimately going to be in all defensive talks for the rest of his career. I mean, he's legitimately going to be in all defensive teams' talks for the rest of his career. But he's too small. He's too small to guard LeBron. And that's not a knock on him. Most people are too small to guard LeBron. Now, he can make life tough on LeBron. He can try his best against LeBron. But LeBron should still get anything he wants from Lou Dort. Now, you can combat this with saying that J.J. Barea made LeBron look foolish in the paint. I had to throw throw that in there. I'm sorry, but I had to. But I do think that this is a different LeBron than the one that J.J. Barea shut down. So I want to see if if AD excuse me if Andre can be competitive against LeBron because of the fact that I do believe that throughout the course of this basketball game in a, in a regular uh, playoff series throughout the course of this basketball game LeBron will get what he wants. Can you shut him down at the end with Andre? Can you shut him down at the end with Andre or or come close to containing him with Andre? Because if you can't contain one of AD or LeBron in clutch time uh, down the stretch of this game. You just won't win that playoff series. A playoff series, I think, is is the most doable in the second round for Oklahoma City. You're still the underdog. You're still probably not going to win, but it's the most doable. You have to show it tomorrow if we get a full game from Anthony Davis and from LeBron James. You have to show it tomorrow that you can at least try and be competitive on defense and contain these two guys. Another thing to watch for is the three-point shooting. Against Denver, you got the shots you wanted. This team was not taking bad shots. They were not settling for contested jumpers. They were open. The shots just didn't fall, and they fell against Utah. That was really the difference. It was that simple. The shots that fell against Utah weren't falling against Denver. But that inconsistency isn't going to work in the long term. So I want to see what this team truly is from beyond the arc because the Lakers have not played the best perimeter defense, again, losing a guy like Avery Bradley, losing a guy like Rajon Rondo, that's going to hurt your perimeter defense. Now, they do have LeBron James, but again, how locked in will he be on the defensive end, especially right now, given the fact that he's locked up the number one seed? I, I want to see what this team can do from beyond the arc. This should be a game where you're getting open shots like you were against Denver, you've got to make them. And can you make them consistently? Or was the Utah game, was the scrimmages, were those a fluke? Were those games that you put together early on in this bubble, were they a fluke? And then I want to see Chris Paul's response from from the Denver game. He he goes into the media availability, he talks all about it. You know, we mentioned it whenever we were talking about Shea. Shea was on fire. Shea was the hot hand. Shea was the guy. For most, of that, for most of that fourth quarter and that overtime period, he was the hot hand. He was what really kept you in the game late, and he should have been getting the basketball there. But Chris Paul tried to put this team on his back. He tried to be the veteran leader that he is, and it didn't work this time. Now, I, I don't want this strategy to change too much because Chris Paul's proven to be one of, if not the best clutch players in the league this season, but you, you would have liked to see him get the ball to Shea more late in that game against Denver. How does he respond to coming up short? Because I think that he can have a huge game against the Lakers. We've mentioned uh, we've mentioned the fact that the, their top perimeter guards are out. We've mentioned the fact that LeBron might not be engaged defensively. 
And how about the fact that Chris Paul performs very well against big men in the mid-range? So if he can get a switch to AD, if he can get a switch to Dwight Howard, if he can get a switch to Kyle Kuzma, he's known for that mid-range fadeaway type thing that you even saw him hit against Bo Bowl. So I want to see how Chris Paul responds in this game tonight. And then Lou Dort. Can Lou Dort change? Can, can he turn that hustle? Can he turn that grit into true stat sheet production? He's another guy that got open shots on Monday. They just weren't falling for him. He got to the basket. Sometimes he just kind of blew it at the end or couldn't finish off a miraculous play at the rim. What Can he start turning that into true basic production? Because when you watch him, if you watched that game and did not look at the box score on Monday, you would consider Lou Dort to be one of the best players on the court for the Thunder. Can he make you see that even in the box score against the Lakers tonight? And then I want to see the young players bouncing back. I want to see Darius Baisley and Diallo bounce back because they had a great game. Both of them had a great game against Utah. Both of them showed something against Denver. You had the step back three from Baisley. You had the Euro step from Baisley. You had some good moments from Diallo. Like Shea, can they put it all together for a full game like they did against Utah? Uh, basically, uh, a lot of these what to watch for is, is what was the real thunder? Were the real thunder against Utah or the real thunder against Denver? And, and what, what are we going to be able to take away from those two games? Because some of it has to be repeated in this one. You're either going to repeat the success you had against Utah in this one or you're going to repeat the failures you had against Denver in this one. And which one will you repeat? And then one last thing to watch for is Terrence Ferguson. Will he be available? He, he was available on Saturday against Utah. He said he was about 80%. He plays three minutes, and then he's out against Denver on Monday, even while you're shorthanded without Dennis Schroeder, who's out. Is he available to play? We did not have any media availability on Tuesday, so we do not know the status of Terrence Ferguson right now. Uh, I'm sure we'll know on Wednesday morning but or later on this morning. But I, I want to see if he can play because without Muscala, without Schroeder, this should be someone who can find his way back to the rotation. Now, if everyone's healthy, I do think Ferguson has lost his rotation spot. But he has one last effort here. He has one last chance here to earn that rotation spot back. If he can perform well tonight against the Lakers, he's had some good games in his career against the Lakers. I want to see him play tonight. I want to see him get back in that rotation tonight, and hopefully the Thunder can get back in the win column tonight. Still to do on Locked on Thunder, we're going to give you the keys to the game. We're going to give you the prediction for Thunder Moneyball and so much more. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. These are the keys to the game tonight for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Number one, We've talked about it. Shoot the ball well from beyond the arc. The Lakers are giving up a ton of open looks. The Thunder have to cash in. Denver gave you a lot of open looks on Monday. The Thunder could not cash in on those open looks. You've got to be able to do that tonight against the Lakers. Number two, the Lakers role players cannot beat you. And they did it last time. The last time these two teams played, uh, the, the Lakers came in. They won 125 to, 120, to 110. They beat Oklahoma City without LeBron. 
they didn't have Anthony Davis. Both of those guys were out. And really, it was Kyle Kuzma doing the damage with 36 points. Rajon Rondo, who's out now for the Lakers, had 21 points. And then a lot of guys, Caruso was good. Uh, Dwight Howard was good. You, you got some performances from guys that you didn't expect. And really, whenever you see LeBron out and AD out against this Lakers team, you should have handled business. Instead, you lost by 15 points. So I, I really want to see if they can control the role players. Because, look... This team is going to be hard for any team to control AD and LeBron. I think that this is the best teammate LeBron's ever had. I think LeBron James is the best player to ever play NBA basketball. So it's obviously going to be tough, but you cannot let Kyle Kuzma go for 36. You cannot let someone the caliber of Rondo, I know Rondo's out, go for 21. You cannot turn Alex Caruso into Michael Porter Jr. And now Alex Caruso is a good defensive player. Uh, He's not exactly the meme everyone makes him out to be, uh, but I understand why people don't like him because of what the national media does to him. He's still a good defensive player, but offensively, he cannot turn into Michael Porter Jr., what he did on Monday against you with Denver. You've got to limit the role players the best you can because, again, there's not much hope for stopping AD. There's not much hope for stopping LeBron. Your hope comes from eliminating Kyle Kuzma, not letting J.R. Smith or Dion Waiters get hot from beyond the arc, uh, containing Dwight Howard, uh, that's where the hope comes from for teams uh, like the Thunder. Because you can't go into a game hoping that you're going to shut down LeBron or, or AD. Now, you can hope that you can be competitive, but not shut them down. So you cannot let the role players beat you like they did the last time y'all played. You, you just can't do that. And then number three, the turnovers. You've got to cut down turnovers for Oklahoma City. Uh, Denver made you pay for it. Now, Utah did not. You turned the ball over a ten against Utah as well, and we talked about that on the Utah recap. They did not make you pay for it, but Denver did. The Lakers probably will. I mean, if you turn the ball over and you've got Caruso in transition, who's a good transitional player because of the fact he's a good defensive player, and you've got LeBron in transition, you turn this ball over, they're going the other way, they're going quickly the other way, and then they're going to score the other way. So you've got to protect the basketball. And then... Another key to watch for, this is kind of a key to the game and a what to watch for at the same time, is the refs. Now, look, I don't think that the refs are the reason the Thunder lost on Monday. Uh, there was bad calls against the Thunder. There were also bad calls against the Nuggets. Uh, but the refs have been a big part in the bubble so far in ending any sort of game flow these teams can get into. Calling way too many ticky-tack fouls that otherwise in a full arena where there's screaming fans and you can't really hear the slap of the wrist, you just have to play through and continue on and you get into the flow of the offense. The refs have to relax a little bit. This is yet another game that we're talking about the refs needing to relax. You've got to let these teams get into a rhythm. So I want to see the fouls get cut down, but again, a lot of that wasn't egregious fouls. It was just ticky-tack fouls. A lot of the fouls that both teams racked up on Monday, Denver and Oklahoma City, was just you know, a shuffle of the feet here, uh, Maybe maybe a slap on the wrist there. It wasn't egregious. You weren't fouling uh, because of poor defense or because you kept getting beat. It was just some it was just some calls that go either way in a normal uh, packed arena environment. It really was. So I, I do want to see the refs kind of let the game flow a little bit, and they did a good job of that 
on Tuesday. There was less fouling, uh, you know, on the games that I watched, you know, the Mavericks and Kings and things like that. Uh, but I want to see that start to continue and even still improve as we get into the Wednesday slate of games, including the Lakers and the Thunder. Uh, so the Moneyball bet of the day, of course, this is the Moneyball bet is who on the Thunder will lead the team in three-pointers made. I'm going to go with Shea. I think that Shea is going to break out against the Lakers. He's going to have one of those games uh, that the national media looks at uh, and praises and, and considers him one of the next guys. And he really uh, performs well against the Lakers. I want to see him break out that step back three. I want to see him do some uh, s- some fancy moves down low. So I think that he'll have a good game against the Lakers. This is a 5:30 tip off on ESPN. So the lights will be on Shea. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how he handles the moment against the Lakers. This game means a lot more to the Thunder than it does to the, to the Lakers. Again, you are as close to the Nuggets and taking over that three seed as you are to the Mavericks and, and falling back and playing the Clippers in the first round. I think that the only team that you really want to avoid is the Clippers, and then if you can help it, don't play the Nuggets either. But the team that you absolutely positively need to avoid is that Clipper squad. I don't think that there's a chance you beat the Clipper squad, so you have to avoid them. And it starts tonight against the Lakers. You have to win these games uh, after losing a game to Denver that you probably should have won. As of right now, there is no line on this game yet. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles to see where I'm going to bet on this game at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. If you want to place a bet on this game, remember to go over to my bookie and get yourself set up over there. Use promo code LOCKEDONNBA. We'll recap all the action for the Oklahoma City Thunder on tomorrow's Locked on Thunder. You can find Locked on Thunder wherever it is you get your podcast. Literally anywhere you find podcasts, you can find this show and subscribe to it. Follow the show. Make sure you never miss an episode. It's the only Thunder podcast that happens every single day. Follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I. LES always going to live tweet these games, interact with you guys on Twitter, some great DMs, some great mentions and things like that about the show and about the Thunder. So I'm always looking forward to talking about basketball over there. If you do not have Twitter but want to join the conversation, hit up lothunderpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can email any thoughts, concerns, questions, topics you want to hear me discuss or thoughts about the Thunder in general over there, lothunderpod at gmail.com. Come. This should be a fun game tonight. 5.30 tip-off. Most of you uh, should be able to get home in time to watch it. I know that uh, the the daytime tips in the weekdays is a bit tough for some of you, so hopefully a lot of you can get home and enjoy some Thunder basketball tonight on ESPN and Fox Sports Oklahoma at 5.30 against the Lakers. We'll be back bright and early tomorrow to recap the Lakers game. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked on Thunder. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.